It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. What do the teams you root for, your music playlists, and your podcast feeds all have in common? Spoiler alert, they're a reflection of you, and that's what the State Farm Personal Price Plan has in common, too. It gives you options to help personalize your coverage so that you can protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you, so you can see more of yourself in everything you love. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state, options selected by customer, availability, and eligibility may vary. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's going on, friends? Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. What's going on, friends? Billy Rossetti back with you guys here as we kick off what's going to be a fun week here. On the podcast, it's myself and the rest of the crew from the NFC South. If you remember back in February, we did the uh, Ultimate Division crossover. All the hosts got together and chatted about all the teams. Well, we did the same thing this week, and we're excited to share that with you. Uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun getting together with all these guys and just talking about what's happened over the last couple months of this offseason uh, with all these teams since we last reconvened and just uh, just a lot of fun. Uh, the pan- If you're looking for the Panthers, you're going to be waiting a bit because, of course, like we did in February, we went in order of uh, the division standings from last season. So, of course, that means the Panthers are last. So we don't get to the Panthers until Thursday. But um, still fun if you want to check out all these other episodes. Uh, at least it will give you an idea of what we think on all the other teams Heading into the season. So today, of course, started out with the reigning NFC South champion, New Orleans Saints, who a lot of us are pretty much in agreement of how we feel about the Saints. Uh, But excited for you guys to hear what we think about uh, the Saints. Uh, One quick note I do want to touch on, though, before before we actually get into that. Uh, There was a quick quick piece of news, I guess, uh, that I found from Joe Person. Nothing's been officially announced yet, uh, but there was something I saw over the weekend that I just wanted to quick talk about, and that was, of course, all these teams now are coming out and saying what their guidelines are going to be in terms of 
allowing fans into the stadium this season. And uh, a couple days ago, when Adam Schefter tweeted that the Jacksonville Jaguars were announcing that they will seat approximately 25% of their fans and have 25% stadium capacity this season, Joe Person uh, shared that tweet and made a comment that the Panthers are probably looking at about the same thing. He said, uh, will depend on state and local guidelines, but the Panthers also looking at 25% capacity range for Bank of America Stadium per sources. So at least we're starting to see a bunch of these teams, because we've seen a bunch of these teams, not the, just the Jaguars, but uh, a few teams have now come out and said that they're going to try to run 25% stadium capacity. So at least that's some you know good news, right? At least we're hopefully being able to have some fans in the stadium. We obviously knew there was no chance of a full stadium this year. That flew out the window a while ago. But 25%, you know, obviously that's enough that you uh, you could still distance everybody and uh, everybody can be safe. Obviously, uh, everybody's going to have to wear a mask. Um, you know, the Steelers, for example, or the Bengals are two other teams that have said, you know, I don't think they've announced... Uh, their fan capacity yet, but they have said that they if if they're going to have fans, everybody's going to have to wear masks, which is you know obvious. That's just how state and local guidelines have been uh, for the last couple of months. But again, the fact that we're able to have some sense of hope that fans are going to be the stadium is obviously uh, a good sign. So we'll await the official word from the Panthers. But again, Joe Person tweeted over the weekend that his sources say that the uh, the Panthers are likely going to follow suit in terms of hoping for a 25% capacity range for fans at Bank of America Stadium this season, which so hopefully that includes the season opener at home against the Las Vegas Raiders. So that's just a quick note. Just wanted to share that. Now we're going to get into the fun crossover stuff. So for your listening pleasure, it's myself, it's David Harrison, it's Ross Jackson, and it's Aaron Freeman, all talking about the New Orleans Saints. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, everybody, welcome to the first episode of our week's worth of Ultimate Divisional Crossovers here with the Ultimate Division in the NFL, the NFC South. Fight me if you want to. I know I'm right. This is Ross Jackson, host of Locked on Saints at Ross Jackson N-O-L-A, and I'm joined by three of my best friends here uh, to get this one started. Let's go ahead and do some introductions, fellas. Hey, this is Aaron Freeman, Locked on Falcons. You can find me on Twitter at Falcfans, F-A-L-C-F-A-N-S. And I am David Harrison, one of the hosts over at the Locked On Bucks podcast. You can find me on Twitter at dharrison82. And Billy Rossetti here of Locked On Panthers at Bill underscore Rossetti. It's R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E on Twitter. And great to be here, everyone. Great to be here with you guys. And I just want to be really clear. James isn't able to be here with us, but he is my other best friend. So don't, don't feel bad, James. <laughs> don't feel bad. 
Uh, so all throughout this week, we're going to be talking about each of the NFC South teams, starting off with the Saints. Tuesday, we'll jump to the Falcons. Uh, Wednesday, we'll jump to the Bucks, And then Thursday, we'll go to the Panthers. And we've got something special for you planned on Friday, which is kind of our wild card day. This is happening all across the network. So very glad to be able to kick this off here with the NFC South. We'll kick it off with the <laughs> top team in the NFC South, the New Orleans Saints. Let me flip my hair real quick. Uh, so we're going <laughs> to go ahead and jump through uh, sort of the rhythm of in this first segment or really second segment of the show, uh, some updates on the Saints in particular. Then we'll sort of talk a little bit more about where the Saints fit within the NFC South and then take, you know, talk about some questions and things like that. So let's start off with some updates for the Saints. Uh, I figure we start off with free agency and the draft, talk a little bit about where the Saints made some nice additions, and then we'll sort of talk a little bit amongst ourselves just about where that perception is from the rest of the NFC South. So I think I would mention that the biggest additions for the Saints, I'll go one offense, one defense, uh, would be Malcolm Jenkins at the safety position in free agency, and then Emmanuel Sanders at wide receiver in free agency. And then, you know, they had a nice four-person draft that was almost a three-person draft if they, you know, Sean Payton wouldn't have gotten real petty with Joe Brady over there in Carolina, <laughs> trading back in to grab Tommy Stevens just to make him mad. Uh, but in terms of those additions in free, I'm sorry, those additions in the draft, uh, Cesar Ruiz coming in to, I think, man, the center position for the Saints, they'll probably bump Eric McCoy to right guard. And then, uh, you know, they ended up releasing Larry Warford, which is another big change for the, uh, for the offense. Then they drafted Adam Troutman to bring in as another tight end. And then Zach Bond to be sort of a hybrid pass rusher, off ball linebacker, really interested to see what he's going to be able to do this off season. And then Tommy Stevens, the quarterback slash receiver slash the, the Taysom Hill, the sequel, basically he's essentially the sequel to Taysom Hill. Uh, so uh, a lot of additions for this saints offense and defense, as well as some changes, some other sort of minor changes. I mean, bringing in a guy like Ty Montgomery is obviously something very exciting as well, although that came later on in free agency. So if and when we get our training camp, uh, we were kind of talking about before we went on air, we'll see exactly how these guys really impact and fit in with the team. But you can already start to see where these guys are slotting in. So those are the big additions, uh, I would say, for the Saints so far. So let's start off there. What do you guys feel in terms of uh, looking at the Saints and where they made some changes this year? Ross, you forgot the one massive addition that the Saints made by getting uh, David's boy, James Winston. You know, I was going to save it. I was going to save it for a little bit, but you're absolutely right. Because the last time that we did this, we all went around and talked about the likelihood of James Winston ending up on one of the teams in the NFC South. And I was like, nah, that's not happening. He's <laughs> antithetical to Sean Payton and the way that the Saints, blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, the Saints go and sign him for $1.1 million. So, yeah, he's a big old addition, too. <laughs> Well, you know, when you look at these uh, Saints offseason moves, they, they went heavy on the veteran players. You know, they got a whole bunch of 30-something-year-old guys, you know, Sanders, Jenkins, Swearinger, Marcus Hunt. Um, and it, it seems like they're clearly trying to address, and I think they were able to address several of their holes, particularly getting that number two wide receiver with Sanders, um, you know, getting a little bit more athletic at the linebacker position by getting Zach Bond, you mm -hmm. know, adjusting – some things on that interior offensive line. I still have question marks about their decision to, to pay Andrews Pete. I got a lot of mileage <laughs> out of that on Twitter, but that's a conversation for another day. It, it clearly seems to me, at least looking at these moves that the saints are basically trying to get that one big push over the hump and going after some of these veteran players that they can sort of help believe, think that they can come in right away and, and really sort of give them that last little, whatever it is that the Saints mm -hmm. have been missing 
in the postseason, the last couple of off or the last couple of seasons. Um, and we'll have to sort of see about that. I, you know, I can only relate it to something the Falcons did many years ago, back in 06, when they were trying to get over the hump after a disappointing NFC South or uh, NFC championship loss to the Eagles two years earlier than that. And they went out and got a bunch of veterans. It didn't quite work out for them. Obviously I'm a little biased to hope that it also doesn't work out for the saints, but <laughs> it is interesting to sort of see that uh, dynamic and, and maybe the saints um, will be able to fare better because I do think a lot of these players are better than some of the players, at least in 2006 that the Falcons wound up uh, picking up. Uh, can't, to can't help, it. can't help but agree. Can't help but agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I mean, looking at the saints off season, I think, you know, this is a team that's had their window open for, for a period of time now. And, and they've, they haven't been able to, to take advantage of that completely by, you know, getting another Lombardi trophy for their franchise, but the moves that they made are kind of a good combination, solid combination of keeping that window open and also ensuring that they have something to build on for the future, but that those future pieces also help them keep that window open. So I think it's, it's kind of a trademark of good teams and good franchises that can, can uh, produce uh, long-term success, uh, success. And I think that's, it's just kind of a trademark of what the Saints have been doing. I mean, you look at Cesar Ruiz, whether he comes in as a guard or like you said, Ross takes over at center, that's a guy who can help this year. But then again, if, you know, once Jameis Winston takes over the starting job there in New Orleans, he can help him usher in the next era of Saints football. Zach Bond is a guy that a lot of people were high on. Definitely could see him playing linebacker for the Saints for a long, long time. And then even Adam Troutman, I mean, right yeah. now, you know, like I'm looking at the Our Lads projected depth chart and they've got him listed as the third tight end. So, you know, there might be some Saints fans that that's what happens, might be wondering why you spent a third round draft pick on a number three tight end. Well, two, three years from now when he's catching touchdowns from Jameis Winston, uh, you know, taking the New Orleans Saints to the, to the playoffs with Michael Thomas and Traquan Smith, who has finally reached his ceiling and so on and so forth. Saints fans are going to be happy they did it. But in the meantime, you've got Emmanuel Sanders here uh, carrying some of that burden so that Traquan, Deontay Harris can continue to develop. So, I mean, there, you, can't, you can't hate on anything the Saints did other than the fact that they're the Saints and you just don't want to see them, uh, you know, getting beat by the Vikings in the postseason again. Right, yeah, I know how much you love uh, Sean Payton, too. <laughs> I actually don't have a problem with Sean Payton. James despises Sean Payton. Uh, I'm actually cool with Sean Payton, but, yeah, it's, uh, you, can't, you can't argue with what the Saints have been able to do this offseason. It's, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, and then like everyone said, like this is, you know, kind of like the final push, like Aaron said. I mean, Drew Brees is obviously at the tail end, as we kind of discussed the last time we, we got around to this. And obviously some of these pieces. I mean, Cesar Ruiz in the first round, love the pick. I mean, mm -hmm. you look at – and I know there was a, a huge – you know, we're not getting into like positions on other teams, but I know there was that huge talk about like offensive tackles. Mm -hmm. um, and, of course – you know, no surprise, New Orleans has two of the top tackles in the league and Teron Armstead and Ryan Ramchick. Mitchell Schwartz should be on that list, by the way. Um, but the their offensive line, when I look at this roster, I mean, it's just so good, right? I mean, they it, it's almost like the, the Cowboys kind of formula for success, right? Building into that offensive line and like you mentioned, whether McCoy's playing at center or whether Ruiz is playing at center. I mean, you've got two really good guys there, two young guys that no matter who the quarterback is going for, that's going to be a really nice uh, building block. And then, you know, you get Malcolm Jenkins back, you know, and obviously he's had quite a quite an eventful offseason right. on and off the field. But, I mean, just the leadership that he brings. Obviously there was a bit of a falling out uh, with Philadelphia, you know, mm -hmm. it's, he wanted to stay in Philadelphia. I mean, I, I think ideally he wanted to stay in Philadelphia, but obviously the 
they just didn't meet eye to eye there. So right. he goes back to New Orleans, uh, helps lead what's obviously a really good secondary. I mean, this defense and, you know, there's a lot of unheralded names on this, on this defense too. And we'll, we'll dig into that obviously in a little bit, but um, like you guys mentioned, some of the pieces that they brought in in free agency kind of help build on some of the stud players that they already have that a lot of player or a lot of casual fans might not know about. So yeah, this is kind of the, the final push. Um, but obviously also to me, I think one of the more intriguing moves that they made, we're sitting here talking about Jameis Winston and the contract or the small contract he got. What about all that money they gave to Taysom Hill? Right. I mean, that was, I think that stunned a lot of people that they come mm-hmm. out and now they're paying what, 10 million a year over the next two years for, for Taysom Hill. So it's really going to be interesting. Um, it was a lot of fun back in the day when Taysom Hill was supposed to be the star to take over for Drew Brees when he retires. He's supposed to be the next Steve Young taking over for Joe Montana. Those, those are some, uh, those are some good conversations yeah. by uh, <laughs> some sites, but um, yeah, I, I mean, you have to like what the saints did here and that's, Obviously, one of the big reasons why they're uh, they're the favorites in the NFC South. And yes, Tommy Stevens, what a fun story that was. Oh man, that was wild. That was that was like <laughs> the you know people people ask all the time. They're like you know oh is covering a team every single day does that get boring or is it hard to find stuff? And I'm like no, not in the NFC South, <laughs> not at all, and certainly not for the Saints when you have you know. Maybe sometimes, I mean, I did an episode not too long ago asking just the entire Saints front office and the entire Saints, I just need them to go to sleep for a week and stop making news on stuff that, you know, stuff that they keep getting in trouble about. But either way, it is as it is. Well, you heard it here from everybody in terms of how it is that the Saints uh, are looking so far with their newest additions and their changes. Coming up next, we'll talk a little bit more about specifically where the perception is or what the perception is of the team within the division. But before we get to that, I want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Rock Rock Auto. Now, y'all know that I have been dealing with uh, my tailgate issue. Somebody posted a picture on Twitter the other day of the back of somebody's truck, and I literally got jealous because on that truck was a tailgate. Guys, that's something I never thought I'd ever be jealous about. I never thought I'd have tailgate envy, but I do. But it's okay. Rock Auto has helped me out with it. Went over to rockauto.com, got all the parts that I needed. Stuff is, I think I'm waiting on like the last couple of pieces to show up so that I can go ahead and get started. And then it's going to take me like a year to get all this done because I have no idea what I'm doing. But I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn. And that's where Rock Auto is the absolute most helpful. They'll be able to help you out with anything. If you are already somebody who likes to restore cars, if you have repairs that you need to remake, and if you want to go ahead and save yourself some money, why spend twice the amount? Out that you're going to spend else uh, going elsewhere to these brick and mortar stores where you can help yourself out over at rockauto.com family business helping out people for over 20 years check them out rockauto.com don't forget to let them know that locked on sent you by writing locked on in the how'd you hear about us section amazing selection reliably low prices and all the parts for your vehicle that you're ever going to need at rockauto.com if you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
All right, y'all, wrapping up today's show, wrapping up our first episode of the NFC South Ultimate Divisional Crossover. Got joined here by my best friends. Got Aaron, got David, got Bill. We're all here. We're chilling. Talking a little bit about these New Orleans Saints. We want to hear a little bit from these guys about the perception of the Saints within the division, as well as take a couple of questions about the team as well. So, guys, I'll, let's start off by maybe opening the floor a little bit. I've done a lot of talking. Let's hear a little bit more from all of you guys about where you feel that the Saints rank or, or your perception sort of of where they are within this division because, uh, I mean, y'all know what I'm going to say. So let's hear a little bit from y'all. Well, I, I guess I can go first um, as the number one challenger to the Saints. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about all that. No argument here. Deservedly are sort of considered the front runners in the division. Obviously, I'm sure as we will get into more conversations further this week about who is the biggest challenger to them in the division, whether that's the Falcons, whether it's the Bucks, no offense, Bill. You know, I, I don't think anybody's expecting the Panthers to make a run, but we'll, we'll see. Y'all keep Obviously, sleeping uh, on no. Teddy Bridgewater. Go ahead. Keep you sleeping know, on Teddy Bridgewater. We'll, we'll see. I like, I'm, I, you know, I don't think this, the Panthers are going to be bad this year, but like, uh, you know, we'll see. Um, <laughs> so I, I just think, you know, the Saints deservedly, you know, pound for pound, you know, from a, balanced roster standpoint some of the things we've touched on already today they seem like to have the most balanced roster they obviously had the most success last year they feel like they've shored up some areas of strength um you know really to me the question about the saints is is what they've done this offseason enough to get them over the hump to you know january and have more success in january and potentially in february as opposed to what they're going to do in the regular season but as a falcon fan who has thought that way in the past and seen the team disappoint, you know, you can't take the regular season for granted quite as much, but obviously Sean Payton, Drew Brees, et cetera, have had a lot of regular season success. So there's no reason to think that it's all going to come crashing down this year of all years, but you know, this year in particular is a weird year. So a lot of weird stuff could happen uh, this upcoming season that we're not expecting. But I think again, you know, to reiterate the point, I think the Saints are understandably considered to be the best team in the NFC South and nothing that's occurred over the last several months makes me think that that should change. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's pretty clear the Saints are on top of the NFC South until they're not on top of the NFC South. And that's going to take more than, you know, just a game here or there. It's going to take an entire season of one of these teams, whether it be the Bucks, the Falcons, or, you know, you never know, any given Sunday, right? The Panthers could uh, certainly creep up there and become a challenger. Uh, obviously, I'm looking forward to that week one matchup, you know, Tampa and New Orleans. Uh, Dari Gumbawale was recently. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.